Your mic on? Yes. Happy New Year. As, as I said uh, in the 9 o'clock service, you do have some uh, handout. Uh, uh, it changed. So that's a, a Christmas gift to you. Read it at home. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, a lot of the contents in the references that's there is what we're going to be talking about today. But uh, 4 o'clock this morning, up to 4 o'clock this morning, there is a word that I want to deliver to you. I am a, mess, a messenger, so as they say, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> so shall we all stand up in the reading of the word? In the book of Isaiah, <clears throat> as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So shall my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace, and the mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Let's pray. Father, I thank you again for the privilege of standing in front of the children of the King. And I thank you for this 2019, Father God, that the word for this year is the word. And so, Father, we thank you that your word is going to infiltrate, Father God. It's going to emerge us, Father God. It's going to change and transform us into the image of your Son. And we thank you, Father God, for the power of your word, the anointing in your word. And we receive it in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. And everybody says, Amen. thank you. You may be seated. <clears throat> the word for this year is the word. We need to really, you know, a lot of the, the, the different nations are asking and are looking for signs. What would be the sign of this new year? And I believe the Lord is speaking to you today. The message is the word. And how do we receive that word? How do we see that the word uh, transform us or, or appear before us or, or um, ministers to us? It's through our prayers. It's through, uh, I believe that this year there's going to be a prolific writing about the word. There's going to be new songs that's going to be written uh, uh, according to the word. And I believe that our church is right now being set up for that. I believe that there is going to be a release in teaching and release in preaching. That there is going to be when we landscape, when we declare the word, when we speak to the atmosphere, when we come in our mornings and speak to our mornings, we are setting the word of the Lord to move for us and bypass the air. You know, the Lord spoke to me about that. I, I want you to by, bypass the air because the prince of the power of the air has been kicked out from his presence and he does not have the code of the communication of the children of the king and their king. And God is saying, when you pray, I want you to bypass the air because right now the world is being confused by what is being spewed out from the air our television, our radio. And God is saying, I want you to bypass the air because the wind of my mighty Holy Spirit is going to take you to the epicenter of where the happening is and that's where we declare his word. 
Amen. I'm excited about that. And so this year, also, the Lord also spoken to me that I am going to tune up your prayer life. And this last how many weeks and how many days, actually, the Lord has been really speaking to me uh, and understanding what that meant. <clears throat> the sound and the vibration of the voice of the Lord activated the whole creation. I'm going to touch a little bit about that introduction because there's something that I want to deliver and finish what we have not in the first uh, service. But the word of the Lord, the sound of word, the vibration of his voice, when you speak, when you breathe, there is a vibration that comes from your vocal cord. When God said, like be, you see, when God created the earth, he created the earth by his voice. Creation was created and God created an intelligent being with a rhythm. So tell your neighbor you got rhythm. <laughs> so when God created man, he formed and breathed into the dust, and dust became a living being. The eternal God released a sound indeed to the creation of the earth. And I'm telling you something, when, when I saw that, I understood what Jesus said. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. When God, the eternal God, has released creation, he released the vibration of gravity. He sits in the circle of the earth, and he formed the earth on, and, and caused it to float on nothing. God is saying that the vibration from his mouth, the release from his breath, that this vibration is still humming today. And aren't you glad that, gra that gravity is still humming today? Because it comes from the eternal God. It doesn't have an end. That's why now we can believe that his word that has been released to you and me is going to come to pass. But we need to return it. He said, I have already released my word. You need to return it to me. And when it returns to me, it will not come back void. So <clears throat> this is something that we need to really comprehend today as the Lord is speaking to us to to align our prayer life, to align our walk with the Lord. Because in the beginning was a sound of word. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 12. Then the Lord spoke to you out of the fire. Moses took to the, talked to the people of Israel. And you heard the sound of words, but you saw no form. There, were only, there was only a voice. This 2019, we're going to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit when we're asking for direction and that he's going to say, this is the way, walk in it. This is important that we understand. In other words, that the whole, the whole orchestration of the universe, I need to read this to you because when the Lord asked me to write that, I said, wow, you're really smart. Because you see, it says, the whole orchestration of the universe, the system that propels the mechanics of the operation of the kingdom is the breath of his mouth. Think about that. Isn't that awesome? If only we could have a father like that, we can have a bragging rights, and we do. And you know, every time I look at that, I, I just said it, I just like to say my dad's going to beat you up. I mean, you know, he's powerful. Just the breath of his mouth, he put all this creation together. So this is important that the sound of our words, the, the vibration, the frequency, the rhythm of his word, he wants us to create a symphony. You know, um, uh, nature today pulsates because of his voice. Nature today, the book of Romans chapter 1 said that in creation it is so evident 
that the finger of the Lord, the handprint of the Lord, the signature of the painter is on creation. And when we see it all over in each other, the hands of the Lord's handprint is in your life and in my life. So the entrance of the word is very important because we need to have the gift of hearing. A pastor always teaches us, and this is something that we need to embrace, that honoring and inclined ears and hearing ears is always, always received and a gift from parents because hearing and honoring are first taught at home. And when I was reading that this morning, the Lord was saying, I want you to declare for in our Christian, our children's ministry, in our life, the next generation, that we are going to receive the anointing of hearing. That we need to hear the word. We need to hear the sound of his word. And, and then it's saying that, that we need to understand what God is saying to each one of us, who we are, the way God sees us. You know, uh, there is in the Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16, it says that, from now on, from now on, you see, what happened to Jesus was that there was no honoring because they, he was just an ordinary carpenter to them. He was just the son of Mary and his brothers and sisters lived among them. There was no promotion and a receiving of how God sees him and what God has invested into him. The woman with an issue of blood was not looking for a carpenter from Nazareth. He was looking for a man with the anointing of a supernatural power from God. And she wants to demand from him to release that power that God has poured into him. When Jesus said, who touched me, it means who demanded my ability. It is time for us to see our brothers and sisters has been infused with that power from heaven. And when we touch them, when we ask them to pray, when our pastor stands in here, we're going to receive and demand what God has poured into him. That's honoring. This is from now on, it says in the book of uh, in 2 Corinthians, from now on, we regard no one from the worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. And then the next verse that we love, that we skipped that first verse before. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, yes, in new creation, behold, all things are passed away. But the verse before that is God says, honor. The person to your right and to your left, the person that stands in the pulpit, the, the person, it is not because of what, how you evaluate, it's how we see with the eyes of the Spirit. And God says, we new honor. When Jesus stopped being just a carpenter to the woman with an issue of blood, she was able to demand the power that God has poured unto him. So before we need to really ask the Lord this 2019, it says, I want to receive the gift of hearing. I want us in this church to believe that although a lot of you have been here for more than 10, 20 years, you know, this is our second church. My husband and I, we have been in Angel's Temple for almost 30 years, and when the Lord shifted us here, I, I saw an environment of men and women of generation after generation who has been in this church for a long time. But the Lord really did this morning tell them that although you have a great past, Prepare for even a greater future. 
Yes, pastor was here when he was in his youth. But he's a pastor of pastor. A pastor of leaders. A, lead, a builder of leaders. He's going to disciple nations. And we need to start seeing that to release that gift in him. You know, I see this major leaders here, you know, this morning, Pastor, the Lord was putting in my heart Remy and Ruth. You know, they have crossed this nation, but the Lord is reminding them of the promise in his youth, the greatness of how God is going to use him, and how he's going to infiltrate the nations of the world. And we, as the members of this church, need to release that gifting that it is going to happen in our lifetime in much such a greater way. You know, for Angel and Maria, you know, the Lord spoke to me to tell them that they are going to be one of, they're going to explode to the right and to the left. That this is a Hispanic church that's going to be one of the, the prolific exploding church in the side of the river. I said, what's that, what does that mean, Lord? Well, I'm just saying it to you. He said, in the side of this river? <laughs> you just figure out what it means. But <clears throat> I said, Lord, is there a river there? But anyway, <clears throat> sometimes we don't have to analyze what we're supposed to say. We're just messengers. So this is a new kind of saying. This is how we honor. This is now we understand that the Lord is speaking to us that it's time to change. Because our pastor really is being prepared to disciple nations of the world. I don't know, is it going to be his teaching, his writing, whatever that may be. We as men and women in this church that is believing for even a greater future. Yes, we can celebrate a great past, but we need to give permission to the even greater future to come and invite that greater future to come. <clears throat> and for us in the congregation, we need to understand that the message that has been spoken here from this pulpit Sunday after Sunday, and God is saying, I want you to take this water to the desert of your marketplaces. I want you to take this water to the desert of your neighborhood. I want you to take the water that you're receiving here, and I want you to release it, or else you're going to be a storehouse without outlets. And the treasure that I have given you to be a good steward to evangelize the world. You know what God told me? Tell them that the sole of their foot should hang on the hallways of hell and say it's warning a disruptor against the kingdom operation. I really believe that we need to come to the place that, Father God, I want you to give me children or I am going to die. I want you and me to ask today that if the past we have not discipled, if the past we have not led anyone to the Lord or travailed for somebody, as Paul was saying, my children, in whom I travail again until Christ be forming you. And it's Samuel who says that let it be from me that I will sin against the Lord when I stop praying for you. If that is not a part of our equation of our daily living as a Christian, then ask the Lord, give me a heavenly audit. Audit my life. Why is it that I am not getting the treasures of heaven? If you have not been a good steward of the treasure of mammon, how can you expect that you will have the treasures of heaven? You know, you know the, the Lord has brought me into a lot of experiences to understand about tithing. Sit down. Don't defend this and don't be nervous. 
the tithe has to be returned because it's not ours. Every time we drop the tithe, we're not giving. We are returning what somebody owns. The Lord challenged me. You want me to open the heavens and pour a blessing unto you? Press down, shake it together and running over. Don't touch the tithe. Because he owns it, he has the right to tell you where to give it. To give it to the storehouse. If you don't like your storehouse and you, don't, you think there's so mega church and they don't need the budget, well, that's okay. That's not your problem. The owner of that money is telling you, give it to the storehouse. You will return. I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of people here right now. You're just about to explode in your finances if you're going to obey today. This is non-debatable. It's not old or new. I always ask somebody, I say, are you there yet? <laughs> if you're not there yet, just do it. Because God is asking us today that when you give, yes, but that's not the tithe he's talking about. When you give, now after you tithe, you give. Because the one that you gave the tithe is not a gift. It's a return ownership. Yes. After the tithe, you give. Isn't it nice that I don't talk to you every Sunday? <clears throat> After you tithe, you give. And when you give, I love a cheerful giver. So at that moment, after you tithe, you smile. Because God's responsibility is open heaven. Your expectation is 30, 60, 100 fold return. Better than the banking system of the world. Come on, give the Lord a... Uh, Come on, you can clap, be, agree with the Lord. Amen. Because this year, the Lord said to me, I am going to pour an abundant supply that they will not have any room to take it in. So he's asking us today, will you heed and make an inventory so I can open the barren womb of your spiritual womb? So you can travail labor, and birth souls for the kingdom. Because it is so important that we understand about giving, you know. Uh, if Mary was giving out of need, she would have said, well, what's the use of pouring my expensive perfume, a whole year's wages, to just wash a feet? But she was giving for purpose. We need to give with purpose of kingdom purpose. His will, his name, and for his kingdom. We cannot give by need. We cannot give because, you know, of personality. We give because of purpose. And when we are going to touch something, Mary gave because of purpose. Not because Jesus' feet needs washing with perfume, but because the purpose of the preparation of the lamb that was about to be slain. We need to understand this giving and we need to embrace because we need to have a divine tune-up, an alignment. You know, we are in fasting now and we need to fast today because we are being set up to have a closed-door encounter for a divine romance with a lover of our soul. You know, the Bible says that we are going to speak before kings. I was excited about that. Somebody prophesied that to me. And, and the Lord says, but Mila, remember... The king of kings awaits you morning by morning. Yes, the Lord has opened, you know, leaders, global leaders. We're going to meet again on, on, 
on February, people from Malaysia, you know, people from Asia. These are people who are in cabinet members, you know, and um, I thank the Lord that this word comes to pass. But God always reminds me, remember you made an appointment with me. And your business of writing and your business of travel and your business of discipleship, I, don't want, I want you to be reminded that the time alone with me is non-negotiable. You try telling your boss that you're going to come to work because you were watering your plants last night. <laughs> really? Or because I was arranging my closet. You know, you have three or four closets. And I, boss, I really cannot come to work today because I just was so busy. Try that. That does not even fly with the ordinary job description. That says, well, you made an appointment with me face to face. I believe that God is going to steer a lot of us here today. In our lifetime, let's make that appointment. Because God is going to intensify the anointing in your life for the participation of the steering of the waters in this, in this church. And God is saying, tell them to dive in because the miraculous is about to happen. Come on, give the Lord, can you give the Lord a big hand for that. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Because there is an attention that the Lord is giving the church today. Apostasy doesn't come in and show up in a church until it is crept in into our prayer room. Because hell has a habit of tampering with our thermostat. And Satan wants to always program it to look warm. The right temperature for the, the evil, wicked, slimy spirit of hell to crypt into the minds and the hearts of God's people, and they're going to be paralyzed with their singing and the sound of the word of the living God, and they're going to find themselves out of tune with the rhythm of the heart of our Father. It is important today that we understand that God is asking us today that I'm reminding you, I gave you open access. I paid the price for you to have open access that the curtain was rented in the book of Hebrews and which is his flesh. He allowed the world to beat him up, to tear him apart so you and I can have access. God is reminding all of us today that he doesn't need you and me to be a middleman for our brothers and sisters. We cannot release faith to our brothers and sisters. They need to receive faith by hearing and hearing the word of God. The world today is overprescribed, drug addicted, abused prescription usage. This happening in the church the same. Because we have made them dependent on us because we are the superstar. When they have open access to the king and the king paid a price for open access. He opened his flesh and said, tear me apart because I want my children to have open access. And so God is saying to you, I will awaken you morning by morning. He awakens me morning by morning. So I can have a word to say in season to him who is weary. He awakens my ear. To hear as to learn it. My brothers and sisters, I think this 2019 
we're going to say to the Lord, give me a hearing ear. So God is asking today, be careful. Be careful. Because the flutter of your wings and under your breath is a very powerful force. You know, the butterfly wings, the, 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 the fluffing of the butterfly wings changes the atmosphere. Google it. It even creates a tornado. The scientists have discovered that. In other words, God is saying to you, I want you to understand what come out of your mouth is powerful. The single string instrument, worshiping instrument for God, the power of our tongue. God is saying, I want you to landscape the word for me this year. I want you to bring me your problems. I already have enough of CNN and Fox News for that matter. I want you to come before me and I want you to return the word to me. I want you to return the promise that I've already released from my mouth for your children, for your grandchildren, for your family, for your business, and for your ministry. Because here, English is spoken only. In other words, the word of God is the only thing that is respected in the conversation of the throne. So God is asking us today, speak the word. Because if you and I are not going to watch what comes out of our mouth, the grumbling that we do in the privacy of our tents, in Exodus chapter 15, Moses was in trouble because the people of Israel went to their tents and started grumbling against their leadership. And God came and said, you grumbled against me. You see, murmuring is even not to be discussed because it's not just allowed. The movements of our lips, the sophistication of our grumbling, and this is what we do with grumbling, just throw away the book, slam the door, and stamp your feet. And we think we didn't do anything. God says, you're sending a vibration. God says, murmuring is simply not allowed. And that's something that we need to ask the Lord today. I want you to tune me up that there's not going to be any grumbling in my spirit against our leadership. May it be in the privacy of our tents. Be careful for the flutter of your wings because murmurers is going to be reminded today that you will ruin worship. You will sing out of tune. You contaminate the rhythm. There is no symphony. And the murmurers are given a reason and a notice from the throne. Come back when the atmosphere is clear. Because the courtroom is not giving you any connection. It's not giving you clearance to take off. And you know what? When that happens, it becomes an intercessory's warrior nightmare. Because we have been asked to bypass the air. And when we murmur, we have just joined the atmosphere of the prince of the power of the air. When God has already released the mighty wind of his spirit to take us to the presence of the throne. So God is asking Valley Community Church today 
the power of this one string instrument, be careful. Be careful that there is no wicked ways in you. It says, search me, try me, know my heart and teach uh, and, and test me and know my anxious thoughts and my anxieties. If there is any offensive, wicked way, you know, the, the word anxious, it's from a Latin word that says to choke, to stop the passage. God says, you're ruining my music by stamping your foot and you, are and you are stopping the flow of my presence and the flow of my anointing and the promise of the word to come to you and to those around you. When pastor was teaching here, I was sitting there about unforgiveness. And I told the Lord, Lord, when am I going to share it? And he says, you will. And here it is. I saw a broken record in a phonograph, you know, the old one. You know, I know you guys are already into this high tech. I, I'm stealing CDs. I told the last, um, you know, congregation that my husband been asking me, Han, I want you to change your car. I said, no, because they're not going to give me my CD back. <laughs> because it's now new to high tech, you know. So the Lord is saying, and I saw this phonograph, you know, and I saw the phonograph stuck. And the sound was, oh, irritating, evil. And God says, that's unforgiveness. And I saw as this broken record was playing, there was an intensity of takeover that was happening. Even the land that the Lord has conquered for them has been taken back. And the infiltration went to the generation after generation after generation. And God tell, said to me, tell them to forgive. Tell them to stop this wicked sound that's ruining the rhythm of the sound of my word. God is saying to us today, I want you to stop. Because God is asking us that this is not taking the new territories. It's giving back the territories I already want for them. Because you see, we think that forgiveness is like this. Well, if I hurt you, if, if I did something wrong to you, my brothers and sisters, that's not forgiveness. Because forgiveness happens when there is a conviction of the Holy Spirit that you are going to repent and then there's going to be a, re a relationship and then the relationship will have fellowship and then you can worship and now God can give you revelation. My people perish because there is no vision. If you are dry today, maybe you need to stop the record from playing. Because forgiveness is not who's right and wrong. You know what obedience of forgiveness is? It's obedience. Everybody say obedience. obedience. That's simple. That's it. Obedience is saying, yes, I will sing your tune. Yes, I am your instrument. I want you to flow in me and through me and use me so I can be part of the symphony that the word has released from your throne. Because it is the language of creation. You know, the Bible says in the book of Psalms, it says that day and night they speak. There is not a language that they are not heard. But this is something interesting. It says their line, vibration, has gone out through the earth and their words to the ends of the world. In other words, my brothers and sisters, everything 
has a vibration. Everything has a rhythm. Your brain waves, hello, your vascular flow, your heartbeat as a nurse. We have everything. We hook you up and we see all of this rhythm. You release rhythm. Is it the rhythm of the throne or is it not? When you and I speak the language of the word, they're going to say to you, the trees of the fields will now clap their hands. Because now you are talking. Now you're speaking English. We understand you now because we didn't understand you before. You were speaking the language of the air instead of the language of the mighty wind of the spirit of the living God. You know, I just want to throw it in so I, may, I can look intelligent to you. <laughs> the handprint of creation is being left the hand of the Lord is being put in your life and put in all creation. Seven spirits, seven colors of the rainbow, seven candlesticks, seven spirits, seven days. Hello. If you look at mathematics, you look at chemistry, you look at physics. Hello. It's always talking about seven. God is asking us today that if we are going to align with according to the sound of his word, because in physics, you know, now, now that I'm sharing this with you, my dad was really going to be so happy that he, he spent a lot of money for me to go full-time, you know, until I graduated college. I was a full-time student. And I started, I have a physics 101, and I didn't know why I took that class. I only remember that he said, matters occupy space. So I'm telling you what I learned from physics 101. <laughs> and, you know, if matter is the one, and then the Lord spoke to me. My word occupies every crevices of this universe because I hold this universe with the power of my word. And God is saying to us today, today I want to ask you to flow with this rhythm because this is the rhythm that God wants us to sing. This is the rhythm that God wants us to flow. This is the rhythm that God wants us to have in the fluctuation of our brain, in the thinking of our imagination. Because we cannot win anything in our prayer life until we have captured our imagination. 50 to 68% of Christians, both men and women, they have done a study, are dabbing into pornography. Just sit down. Because the Lord is asking me today that there is going to be a breakthrough. M many years ago, we were walking in the streets of Hollywood and Vine in one of our evangelistic crusade. <clears throat> we were looking for children who run away from home and asking them if they want us to buy them a ticket to go back to their dad and their mom because the street is not a place for them. And there was an executive in a major television network that you would know. And I will not tell you because I have promised the Lord that the secrets of the Lord I keep because I ask him to give me his secrets. <clears throat> he was there for another reason. That day we were warring in the spirit and the violent <laughs> by force. One more soul came to the kingdom of heaven. This man <clears throat> is a supervisor of a very major game show that you would know, you've seen, you've watched. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. Thank you, sir. <clears throat> and uh, we started discipleship. 
You know, we walk in the streets of LA, Sunset and, Hall and, and Alvarado, Hollywood and Vine. I just told the Lord, I want you to use me. And uh, <clears throat> he came to the Lord. <clears throat> you know, the Lord says, the harvest is over and summer has ended. Jeremiah cried and we are not saved. On the first year of his seventh summer, because we didn't know that he only had seven cycles of his life. By that time, he was a, a big man. You know, he started a Bible, a Bible study that is now still going on today with a major television network in Hollywood. And we discipled this young man, an executive. And he asked me, what should I do? I said, I want you to throw away every trash in your home. I didn't know what I was talking about. I just know the Lord put that in my heart. I went to his place and layers after layers after layers of library, of collections, of films and CDs. I think, I don't know if they had CDs at the time. What do I know? I just said, I want you to throw it away. And he says, but Mila, these are hundreds of thousands of dollars. I says, we should just sell it. I said, we don't sell trash. We throw away trash. So I am speaking to you today. God said to me, tell them today is trash day. Because you might not have another summer. The Lord is demanding from you that he wants access to your imagination. He wants to know that your imagination above and beyond what you can ask or imagine. You've been asking, you've been asking, and you've been asking. But the throne is asking you, imagine for me. And because of the infiltration of the evil that comes in through the windows of our eyes, God is saying, listen, the Lord has already told me, these are my children, they're fragile, and I'm careful. But the Lord said, tell them, today is trash day. When you go home today, not tomorrow, today. You're going to see the breakthrough in your life. The depth of worship that shall come forth from within you. And you're going to see your home saved, your marriage re re restored, and even your bankruptcy turn around. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, I've been obedient to say exactly what you said. And God is not only knocking at the doors of your heart, he's also knocking and asking to have access to the process of your thoughts. I believe we're saying this today because God is staging you and me. Staging you and me, and I'm going to close in a few minutes. <clears throat> because the epicenter, the epicenter of this whole rhythm is the lamb that was slain from the foundation of this world. He did not only die for your sins. He lived to make intercession for us. This is the God who has worked in the carpenter's shop from his birth, when, who has been exposed to the carpenter for 30 years, been an apostle for three years, but he has been a thousands of years a high priest, and he said to you and me, follow me. We are busy in the outer court to serve the world. 
We're excited to fellowship with one another in the church, in the inner court. But there is a holy of holies that is only have one place for one. And God demands from us a face-to-face divine romance with the king. This year, make a resolution that, Father, today, I will make that appointment with you. And use me as your instrument to landscape your word. Because this year is the year of the word. And so, Father, I thank you today, Lord, for your word that has been released. I've been obedient to say and speak and, Father God, deliver exactly what you said. As a father, that Valley Community Church and the people in this church will see a breakthrough and hear the sound of your word. Amen.